Hey guys. Hey everyone. It's Imani. And it's your girl Juice. And we're back with episode three of Moms on Mental Health. Um, we hope you guys had a great week. We're running on like negative 15 energy. <laughs> <laughs> so if we sound a little like tired and yeah, it's because we... we're moms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Not really, though. No. That's that's literally why. But, yeah, just so you guys know. So. And a disclaimer. My best friend is here. Her name is Zola. She's a fellow Leo. So if you do hear her and her little antics in the background, just, just know that we are moms. Yes. And, and this is going to happen. Yeah. And so, I couldn't find a babysitter. So, y'all just don't have to deal. For this okay. episode. Yes. Just <laughs> letting y'all know. Okay. All right. Let's get started. Okay. So during our first segment, You Smell Like Outside, we're going to talk about Black Breastfeeding Week. It was, it started last Monday and it's going to end tomorrow. Well, when y'all going to read this. I mean, listen to this. Read this. You <laughs> see? <laughs> listen to this. It is the 31st. It's going to be ending on the 31st. Yes. So basically, they found out, um, they founded Black Breastfeeding Week about eight years ago. Um, the lady name, I'm so sorry. Um, I have it, but I cannot find it. But I think it's Kimberly something. And she's also a black woman. And she just wanted to talk, like, spread awareness about black breastfeeding because a lot of black moms don't breastfeed their kids. Um, because they don't have the education, they don't have the people to help them, they don't have the support to help them, and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So that's why she made the um, this, so we could show awareness and help each other, especially black moms, how to like breastfeed our kids or mm -hmm. to have the choice to breastfeed our kids if right. we want to. Right. Absolutely. So like, Imani, like, what did you do with both of your girls? So with Maya... Um, I breastfed her for about the first, I want to say like four or five months. And then I had actually got, I was breastfeeding her and then I had got an infection in one of my boobs. So then I was solely breastfeeding her out of the other boob. And then that one just became like so overgrown with milk all the time that it got an infection. And I, you know... At the time I had Maya, I was only, what, like, 21. So I didn't really know what to do with the infection. I didn't really, you know, know how to handle it. So I had to just stop breastfeeding. And then we switched her over to formula, like, before she was, like, six months. So, but I did get to breastfeed her for a good few months. Because um, it was something that I really did want to do, you know. Because I, I read about all the benefits of breastfeeding and things like that. And I really wanted to try it. Um, so I was able to, thankfully you know, breastfeed her for a while. Um, but then Zola, because Zola's delivery was, um, I went through a lot during Zola's delivery. It was pretty tra traumatic on my body and I'll get, go more into it in later episodes. But with her delivery, because I had surgery at, right after her delivery, my body went through so much. Um, I guess all the trauma made me unable to actually produce milk. Mm. Yeah, so the doctor had already warned me about it, 
um, like after my surgery, after I had her, they were like, you know, you're most likely not going to be able to produce milk because of all the trauma your body went through. Um, but you can still try, you know, you can, you can pump. And I had already bought a pump, you know, I was ready to breastfeed. So she was like, you can try to pump and, you know, just keep pumping often and see if it produces. But if it doesn't, don't feel bad. It's just because of all the things that you went through, you know. So, you know, when I went home the first couple of weeks, I definitely tried to pump, but I was barely getting anything. I was getting like half ounce. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Uh-uh. I wasn't getting anything. So Zola pretty much was on formula from day one because my body just wasn't able to produce the milk, unfortunately. But, I mean, formula is not... It's not a terrible thing. I mean, yeah. some people some people choose to go straight for formula and it's like I don't, you know, I don't judge or whatever. Do what's best for you, but yeah. I really wanted to breastfeed or try to at least breastfeed for her. I actually wanted to breastfeed her longer because I knew with Maya's I got kind of sh- cut short. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. So, um Juice, what about you? How was your or did you breastfeed or how was your experience? So, when I had Xavier, similar to you, like, I had, like, a little traumatic experience. So, I didn't, like, breastfeed like most moms did, like, when the baby first come out and all the stuff. Because he had to go straight to NICU. And they already had formula for him or whatever, which mm-hmm. was fine. Right. Um, and then when we were trying to make him latch onto me, he wasn't latching. Because we found out that he had... um. A tongue tie, which is like a little, like the little, like little thing on top under your tongue, the little muscle thing. It was like really in the front of his tongue, the tip of his tongue. Mm. So like, that's why he wasn't latching, and we we cut it and all that stuff. It was fine and all that stuff, and he was breastfeeding. Boy, did he! <laughs> <laughs> and like, I already got big boobs, so it just got bigger and bigger, yeah. and. I thought I was suffocating him. Oh, my Aww. gosh. <laughs> like, I had to, like, hold my boob a certain way so I don't suffocate him. Um, but it was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be this hard, like, and all that stuff. And I had to go back to work in three months. So when mm. the three-month mark was up, I had to go back to work. And then I had to pump. And then trying to figure out where I'm going to pump at work. And then right. my boobs get swollen. Yes. I worked with only... I was the only girl in my department for, like, a long time. So, like, not saying, like, I didn't care what they think. Because I didn't. But, like, my boobs got really big. And then it would, like, leak. And then it was just too much work. So, I stopped around after, like, four months. Because it was too much work. And then I started pumping. Just pumping. He wasn't on the breast. I just started pumping. And then that was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out what foods to eat. Making oh, yeah. enough milk. So when he's with his dad, he can feed him and all that stuff. And I felt actually like really bad. Because I actually wanted to like breastfeed him for like at least a year. And I felt like I wasn't like good enough or anything. Right. I was like, I don't have like a good enough reason to quit. Why am I quitting? Like, right. And, and then um, my boyfriend's mom was like, so, <laughs> Xavier loves, he, he was a greedy baby, so he right. loved everything that we gave him. So, right. like, breastfeeding or not breastfeeding, it's okay. He's still healthy and all that stuff. The only issue he had, though, was with the formula, he was allergic. He's allergic to milk, like lactose. He's lactose intolerant. So, we went through, like, 
probably six different types of formula until we found the right one. Oh my god. Yeah. All oh that my god. money. <laughs> we, and then we bought the one like one was like the closest to the breast milk formula, and that was like forty dollars a, a a can. Thing. Oh, like a, it's like like a little pack, forty dollars. <laughs> And then now I found out that's covered by wig. Because last time... Oh, my God. It wasn't covered... Oh, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't covered oh, by wig. Oh, it is now. And I was pissed. <laughs> Ooh. Because Laura knows I use wig like... Yo, okay. All the moms out there, if you don't know about wig... I mean, we're in South Florida. I don't know how... I don't but know... The different... Like, I don't know if it's like... The different nation, programs. But look for some programs in your area that will help with uh families with newborn babies or little babies there's or usually pregnancy. You can use or wet. pregnancy yes yeah. i had wick since i was pregnant i, I was able to get food and milk and bread everything for free you just got to go in for a couple meetings and then once your baby is born i know definitely in florida if you have wick they give you formula for free yeah and y'all know mm-hmm. how expensive formula is okay so moms seriously like, I know you can't look at me, but listen look. to me. <laughs> <laughs> like Apply for, for Wick. Like, seriously. <laughs> it will help you. And let's say like my son, he couldn't he was lactose intolerant, so at first we gave him soy milk. So mm-hmm. it was like a really hard process to make him get soy milk because they gave like regular lactose milk. Right. And then but like, just keep pushing, like, Seriously. no, and get yeah. the doctors. Like the doctor I was with, she was very nice, and she would call the wig office and call wh- whoever to make sure Xavier get the milk that, that he, he needs. needed. Yeah, because he's a growing baby, he needed right. like right. So hell yeah. So definitely, I think that's definitely important, and I think that it's also important for moms to like. Moms who choose not to breastfeed because, like, me and Juice, like, we we had things where we couldn't breastfeed immediately or we couldn't breastfeed at all. And it was kind of out of our control. But there are moms who choose not to breastfeed. And y'all have every right to do that. And it's like, so sometimes women are, like, shamed for not breastfeeding or not choosing to breastfeed. But... You know, it's your it's your choice it's at your the choice, end of the your day. Body. It's so your like, body. Your kid is really good with breastfeeding. Hey, I know because it's like the one of the best sources where right. they can get their nutrition. Right. Which I agree. And then if you feel like formula because it's too hard, and you you know, and you're uh, and being a new mom is hard as hell. So well, like, <laughs> it is like and also like the reason why she started this is because I when I was looking this up. I kind of knew it, but I didn't know this. But, like, it was, like, to teach other people about the traumatic um, history we have behind breastfeeding, like, black women, like, Mm -hmm. black in slavery days and stuff. And, you know, the the woman will be breastfeeding the slave master's wife's new kids and stuff. Like, and it wasn't their decision. And this was happening for a long time. For a very long time. So like, very traumatic for so us. So that's why probably after slavery and stuff like that, a lot of black women, a lot of black people didn't want to breastfeed because... Of what they went through. <laughs> like, yeah, so like... So I like understand... Like on some generational trauma shit. Yeah. Like, so I understand why this woman started this to, you know, be like, hey, it's okay to breastfeed. Like... And right. to help us find uh, different resources mm-hmm. and places where they can teach us. Mm-hmm. Because when I was trying to teach, um, they're trying to teach me how to breastfeed Xavier. Like, 
to be honest, it would have been nice to have, like, someone that looked like me to help me better. <laughs> right. And touching all up on my boobs and right. stuff and squeezing. Right. Even though Xavier's nurse was, like, the sweetest lady ever. But, like, it wasn't her. It was, just, it was a lactation. Um, uh, lactation. Lactation somebody. Lactation consultants Consultant. or something like that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, it was a, a guy and a lady, and and um, they were just both touching my boobs, and I felt, me and my boyfriend were like, what the hell's going on? Right. But, yeah, so, that's what I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, if you decide not to, or if you decide that you only want to breastfeed, it's your decision, so I feel like it's very important, you know, for you guys to... Um, you know, make that decision for yourselves and not feel pressured by anyone else. But if you do decide to breastfeed, you know, great for you and find some resources and people that can help you within your community because they're there and, you know, that's important. The next topic um, we're going to do is mom of the week. Um, So this week I found this very interesting article online um, about this woman her name is, I'll tell you in two seconds, Dawn Paulson. Um, she's a 37-year-old uh, woman with schizoaffective disorder. Um, so it's kind of like schizophrenia. I don't know if it's like a another way to say that. I'm not sure. But what she um, was, what was going on was, I guess, after her mom passed, she was hearing voices in her head and then she started seeing like shadow people and um she would hear like the good mom and the bad mom and the bad mom was trying to tell her oh kill yourself so that you can go be with your mom again and then it started making her you know be very irritable and violent and you know she had trouble finding work and things like that so it's one of the it's it's one of the more severe mental illnesses because you know on the show we talk about our mental illnesses like depression and anxiety and bipolar and things like that but this one is like a little bit more severe um so in the article she's basically talking about trying to end the stigma on moms with like very severe mental illnesses you know being able to raise their children because she you know she was going through all of these things but then she found a therapist that really worked with her you know because everyone else was pretty much like afraid of her or you know they just weren't you know getting through to her and it's very, very important to find a therapist that that you mesh with, you know, because a lot of people feel like I'll go to therapy and it didn't work. Therapy is not, just not for me. Well, maybe it was the therapist that you were talking to. Yeah. Like, I was, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just talking to my boyfriend about it because right. he's kind of one of those people. Yes. He's on the fence now. Yeah. But he's one of those people that don't believe in therapy because who the hell are you going to tell me and stuff like that. Oh, and I God. was like. You need to find the right person. Right. Like, he's like, how are they going to relate to me? My black struggle. I'm like, there's black men. There there's are black, black women. <laughs> Sorry for that. There's black men. There's black women. There's a lot of that stuff. And so he was those types. So I was telling him, like you're saying, like you need to find someone. Like I was, I gave him an analogy where it's like, hey, um, you're not going to mesh with every teacher that you have going through school. But the one that you do, that person is going to try to make sure you succeed in that class or that year or whatever. That's the same thing with a therapist. Like, literally the same you just got to find someone you like 
and mesh with and have the same similar values because I had one therapist that was like had Christian values and stuff which is not bad but I'm not a Christian so like I you know I don't align with those kind of things so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to kind of listen so right so yeah yeah so like that's why this like article and this woman I was um I was really interested in this story because you know she is someone who had a very severe mental illness and um she was able to find a therapist that you know was really finally able to help her and then you know she had like a two-year-old son and um apparently her son also had uh like developmental issues as well after he was born but her therapist was able to help her find um was able to help her find like resources to help with like finding jobs and housing and help finding people to help her son with his developmental um issues so that like it's like this woman she was going through so much things and she had this you know mental illness that a lot of people would see as like oh my god like what the Mm -hmm. hell she's crazy like how is she gonna raise a baby and keep him safe but she's doing it you know what I mean and she's doing it because she found a therapist that was really in her corner and was able to really understand her you know and and help her through it and Mm -hmm. and it's like finding Finding a community and finding, like, that help that you need and knowing that you need that help and going out there and looking for it and finding it is, like, a, ma- you know, a major accomplishment. And it's something that a lot, of peop- a lot of people need that they don't even realize that they need. Yeah, like, I like how she's, like, showing people, like, hey, I have this mental illness disorder and I'm still raising my kid, like... I could still raise my kid even though if I have a disability or not. Mm-hmm. That And that's a real big thing. Of disabled people can have kids and raise them. I'm in a mom group. And a few of the mom moms are autistic with autistic kids. And they're doing the damn thing. Okay? Better, probably better than me. And they're just being moms. Right. And they want to have kids. So right. don't, like... And good thing she found that therapist and gave her all that resources and stuff but right. where would she be if she didn't have all that right because she went you know she went from having like violent attacks and being very aggressive and seeing things and hearing things to you know like being a lot healthier yeah she still she said even in the article it says that she still hears things but they're like faint whispers she could barely even understand what they're saying like she's definitely in a much healthier place you know, she's been taking care of her son, you know, for the son is two two years old and they're like in a really healthy, happy household. And she even like um, is babysitting and like speaking at in psychology classes um, that her therapists teach at a college. So it was like this person came such a long way because she found the help that she really, really needed. And like it's we're like. We really need to stress the importance of therapy. A lot of people, you know, just like your boyfriends feel like, I don't really need therapy or I feel like I nobody's really going to, like, figure me out or yeah. fix me or whatever. Uh-huh. And <laughs> one of the main things my boyfriend was also saying is that, like, he made it seem like therapists are supposed to have this magic pill and then you take it and all your problems are gone. No, they're here to help you and help cope, give you coping skills mm-hmm. and it's probably easy to have someone like a soundboard just to talk right and 
they're going to let you know if you sound ridiculous or not. Right. Because mine's do all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm a recorder, so y'all can hear what she be saying to me. No. But, but like, like, you sound ridiculous. Like, people don't realize that, that what therapy is, is you're just talking. You're having a conversation, and you're talking out the things that you're feeling, the things that you've been through, maybe some past things that you've been through that you didn't Stress even know. That you're going through today. Stress that you're going through. And your therapist is just there to help you facilitate these feelings and help you kind of figure out why you're feeling these type of ways and healthy ways to cope heal and cope. And you know what I mean? Like, they're not just there to just, oh, I'm going to give you this thing and it's supposed to just make you feel better. And that's it doesn't it. work. Like, no. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work. Like, okay. Right. And in this article, the last line of this article was actually like, um, it was really good. Um, it says, we need to broaden our perspective of what mental health care is. It's not just mental illness. It's preventive mental wellness, which is relational and supportive. And that is very important because it's like, you know, it's not just you have a mental illness, you need some pills to get better, you know, you're crazy, you're over there. It's like your your mental your mental wellness and your mental health, you you need to build a community around you that can help you. You need to reach out to people, you need to find, you know, healthcare providers that, you know, can help you or, you know, a therapist that can really work with you. You know what I mean? Like, but you you can't do it by yourself. You know, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't put your put yourself in a box in a corner because you have this certain mental illness and that's just it. And, you know, you're just the, out, the outcast. Like, no, there are people out there who are willing to help you. You know, you just got to go out there and look and find it. And yeah. look. <laughs> Which is kind of hard and annoying. I mean, it is. <laughs> it's a it's, lot of work. But they're there. Right. They're there. Right. So, yeah. So shout out to her, um, Don Paulson. She's amazing you know and i don't know if she'll ever hear this but you know you're great if you do shout out to you shout out to you you are doing amazing sweetie um (laughs) before we get in to um our next segment i want to talk a little just a little bit (laughs) about what happened this past week uh with uh chadwick brock oh my god Uh, just a little bit uh Yes, he passed away from cancer, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a lot of people were talking about how he looked mm. when during these times. And, you know, you don't talk about how people look regardless. If they gain weight, lose weight, we're going to talk about that soon. Right. And then also another thing is, like, he's going through this, and he did all these amazing films, did a lot of amazing work with different people, and people were like saying, oh, he did all this and you're okay. So what are you doing? Bitch, shut up. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm living. Oh, that don't sound good. But I'm, I'm doing trying. my best. I'm doing my best. Right. Like, I'm living my life. Like, I'm trying my best. Like, right. just because I'm not doing award fil- um, award um, making films or, you know, doing... I'm just doing my best. So right. don't compare people, not just him. I'm just saying like any disabled person. Right. If you see a disabled person winning awards and stuff, what are they doing? Because they overcome this. What you're feeling. You like should don't go- use them to shame other people. Yes. Because like that's just so distinct. One, they don't like that either. They're like, hey, I'm just living my life. You right. 
don't use people like that because right that doesn't that's what is it called what is it called like traumatic porn or something like that like i forgot what it's called but don't do that it's like yeah. kind of like toxic positivity and like you should it's just not, do it no and it, especially and i feel like it's really just tacky especially in his death like you you should celebrate him without trying to use it to shame other people and i i know some people think of it as oh you know i'm just trying to motivate but don't use someone that de- someone's death or their, to try to, or their illness or any of that to try to motivate other people like that's just because it doesn't work because it makes it, it makes doesn't. you feel it makes you feel worse like like don't don't say that like he was an amazing man he did amazing things right Let's try to be like him. Don't say right. because he had cancer. Let's no. no. He just just ended that he was that. And okay. I think he hid the cancer because he wanted to show that despite whatever he was going through, he was so, you know, regardless of if he was healthy or sick, he was going to do those things anyways. Yeah. So that's the point. Like <laughs> it doesn't he was like I'm yeah, I'm sick, but I'm still Black Panther. I'm still going to be in all of these amazing movies. And every single movie I've seen him in, the I remember the first time I ever saw Chadwick was in the movie where he was playing James Brown. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, who is this guy? I was like, but because it was so realistic and it yeah. was so good. Every movie that he does that he's it's portraying so of good. historical figures, he nails them down to the like. Team. So good. My sister's obsessed with him. That's literally one of her favorite actors. Like, yes. Um, outside of Black Panther, like, that's her, that's her right. nigga. Nigga, I'm sorry. But that's her <laughs> dude. Like, that's her. So, like, yeah. I used to watch these movies with her because she would, um, she wanted to watch some um, movies with somebody and I guess I was around. But, um, yeah, so, I, all in all, what I'm trying to say and tie in is saying, like, hey, don't use Chadwick Bogdan's death to put people down or try to quote unquote motivate them because it's not working. Yeah. It's just not. Just and it's not okay. It's not. He and, and he just died. Like yeah, we just found out he died. So like, and it it shook soon. everybody. It's too so soon. Let people grieve. Calm you know. Down. You and... don't need to motivate nobody. <laughs> Who are you? You're not Jesus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Calm and down. just you know and. Rest in peace to him because yeah. it's really sad. You know, I'm happy that he was able to kind of Pass go in family. peace with his family, and it wasn't like TMZ or some news station breaking the news first or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, you know, so I was I was happy that he was able to you know go like with his family in a happy place. But rest in yeah. peace to him, and yes. you know, my heart goes out to his wife and his whole family and yes. everybody that loved him. You know, and you know, all his fans, of course, loved him. But and it's especially okay his to cry friends. over somebody that you didn't know. It's okay because he had an impact on you. That's why exactly. You. Black so, Panther was everything to us. It's yes, okay, and it's never going to end. And we gonna watch I'm it not, all the time. And I'm not gonna spoil it if you don't read the comics. But if you read it, you already know. What's gonna happen? Period. So. Wakanda forever. <laughs> okay, so forever. <laughs> I just, that's what I want to say. Okay. And next segment is called because, because I, I said, said so. So. <laughs> so this week, um, we told you guys that we are very tired today, and this is a constant feeling for us. This is nothing new. You know, we're used to it, but here we are. Not really. 
Not really, and that is what was leading us into this next segment. Because <laughs> today we're going to talk about kind of finding balance in life or the lack of balance, balance and, feel and feeling overwhelmed. overwhelmed. Because it happens to everybody, whether you're a mom or not. Uh, but mom specifically, that feeling can be very common. And it's like, ne- you never feel like it's going to end. Exactly. You feel like it's just constant. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so for you, Juice, like, what are, like, all the things you have to take care of, like, as a mom? Okay. So, um, my day consists of, is, of course, waking up, taking care of Xavier, making sure he's ready. Then I have to get myself ready for work. And then my boyfriend wakes up. Because he's a late sleeper. Like, he goes to sleep late. So, he wakes up and then he gets ready for work. And um, he, me and him either takes Xavier to school. And then I work and all that stuff. And you'll think that I'm not doing nothing. But especially during this time when we're doing virtual learning, like, I'm basically the tech person. So, like, it's, it's a lot harder than you think. <laughs> and then after that, we have you know, we have to go get Xavier because he usually has speech. And then, like, you think, like, okay, I'm going to clean this house. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my hair um, and all this stuff. And then your kid will just come in like a tornado and just about a, <laughs> about a mess everything up for you. Like, today, like, yesterday, like, I was trying. I was like, okay, I've done everything I'm going to do. I'm going to do my hair. Like, I need to do my hair because these kids keep trying me, bro. <laughs> So, <laughs> I was going to do my hair, and then I was like, babe, you know, keep your eye on Xavier, on, on Xavier, you know, keep him close to you, whatever. But Xavier's a mama's boy, of course, so wherever I go, he needs to follow me. So, like, I'm in the bathroom, and he's trying to get in the tub, he's trying to do this, he's trying to do that. He wants me to feed him, he doesn't want daddy to feed him, he wants me to hold him, he doesn't want daddy to play with him. And there's a bunch of stuff, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't get mad at his dad for not taking him. Because he wants me. Right. But like, dang, man. <laughs> Can I get a minute? <laughs> and it's like, so, and then, like, I'm going to try, I'm, I'm in this crochet business, so I'm trying to start up my little business, but like, any little time I have, I'm trying to like, focus towards it, and it's hard because Xavier needs my constant attention. Like, mm-hmm. I have to be a mom and this, mom and this, like, I can never just do this. I, it's very yes. very stressful. I always have to consider Xavier, which of course that's what I chose. Right. Like I'm not right. It's not complaining, complaining about complaining. that. It's just like it's the just the way it, it is. is as it, a mom. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not. And I literally like I thought it was because you know to be honest I thought like my boyfriend wasn't spending enough time with Xavier. So then when I'm like hey like you need to spend more time with him you need to do this that's what he's always on me even though he does that. Xavier still come and find me. Let's go, mom. Let's do this. Oh, you're going to take a nap? Let's take a nap together. <laughs> oh, dang. Xavier, can I sleep by myself? Right. Like, it's, it gets very overwhelming at yeah. times. Like, very overwhelming. And also, on top of that, like, we have to do um, therapies with him and mm-hmm. virtually. And I'm trying to do something at home and, like, trying to figure out stuff to help him with his sensory stuff because he does have, like, sensory issues. So, like, I got to figure that out. Then figure out doctor's appointments. And then when my school going to start. And then 
what we gonna eat tonight and the bathroom's not clean and it's just a bunch of other stuff and and plus on my anxiety i'm always thinking about the future yep so Ooh. like word so, like, <laughs> I'm worrying about stuff that I'm not even supposed to worry about. So, that just makes me overwhelmed, like, 20 times. So, and I know it, and I still do it. So, it's annoying. <laughs> Money, what about you? Me, man. So, same thing, you know, I work um, five days a week, pretty much full-time, you know, some of you guys might know I work in a bridal store, so I'm pretty much, like, on my feet all day. We have, like, odd hours, so I don't work the same hours every day. Some days I get off earlier, some days I get off later. Um, but, you know, I wake up, I gotta wake up the same time every morning because the girls have to be at school by a certain time every morning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wake up, I get them ready. Luckily, the school feeds them breakfast so yep. I can take a little bit of time out of my morning yeah. that I have to mm -hmm. do. <laughs> but then I gotta feed myself. Yep. <laughs> And sometimes I'll be forgetting that I got to feed myself. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so I get them ready, you know, get them to school. And then sometimes I don't have to go immediately to work because their school has to be there really early. And most mornings I don't have to be at work till a little bit later. So I try to find, you know, um, errands that I have to do that I try to do on my days off. I try to do it in that little, like, window. So, like, if I need mm -hmm. to go to the store and like oh Zola needs pull-ups and I need cat food because I have two cats or something like that mm -hmm. I'll like get that stuff in the mornings instead mm -hmm. of after work yeah and then of course I go to work and then after work pick the girls back up um and then go home feed them everything like that I'm trying I for the past like few years I I've been in school too so I've been doing all that plus being in school mm -hmm. I'm I'm taking a break from school right now because I'm trying to start a new program in January that I talked about mm -hmm. so I'm also in the process of applying for that right now um trying to figure out my finances because of course you know I love my damn job I really do but I don't I just don't make enough money as a single mom like it's just expensive living on your own like, you know, I don't live with my parents or anything. I wish I did. I Like, I promise y'all, I really wish I lived with my parents. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> they don't got enough space for me. So I have to live by myself. And it's just expensive. And then my rent went up. My Wi-Fi bill went up. Damn. So, Damn, and I'm... Fuck me, hell. What? I'm sorry. This country <laughs> is a mess. But anyways, that's besides the point. So I'm also stressing about that, you know. And it's just... It's a lot. It's a lot of crap that I'm trying to deal with. And then, you know, and then I have to, like, on my days off, those are the only days where I really could get everything I need to go do in, in terms of, like, cleaning the house, taking care of the house, cleaning the car, you know. Because during the week, I don't really have enough t a lot of time. Because, mm -hmm. you know, by the time I get off work, I'm going to my feet all day. I'm not trying to clean this whole apartment and clean up after these kids. <laughs> feed them, make sure they go to sleep so you can go Right. Feed, bathe, bed. Like... That's that's what I, I focus on at the end of the day. So my days off, I'm like, I literally have like a checklist of things that I need to do. Like put some oil in the car, transmission fluid in the car, clean the car, clean the apartment, do laundry. Because I don't have a washer and dryer in my apartment because I don't have a really, I don't got a nice apartment like that. I'm making it nice. It does. But, <laughs> but I don't have a washer and dryer. It's a very small apartment. So I have to I have to like go to the laundromat, take all the clothes, and it's me and the girls' clothes, and they got a lot of freaking clothes. So then I gotta do all that. 
and it's just and then anything else that comes up that mm-hmm. I need to do during the week, mm-hmm. you know, or on the or because I won't, I'm off like and I'm not off on two days in a row, so then it's like I get like that one day and then I'm still working on my day off and then go right back to work. So it's like I never I never really get a chance to just be like, all right, I'm chilling. Yeah. Or just a day, you know, to myself because even the days where mm-hmm. I'm off. I'm still working. <laughs> Even though, like, the days that you, like, could chill and stuff. Right. Somebody's always asking you to do something, right. calling you, your kids need you. Right. Yeah, it's still a bunch stuff. of responsibilities yeah, to do. So, so it's, it's like, and it's like, do you feel like you have a good balance of all the things that you got going, going I, on? I thought, like, I was, like, getting there, and then the freaking pandemic came out of nowhere. <laughs> Girl! Story and it life. just it just flipped my world upside down. Story Probably like everyone in this world. Yeah. But like I was literally like getting it together. Like I mm-hmm. was just excited kinda excited in a sense. And then even Xavier, like, he has a bedtime routine. Like it's very strict and all that stuff. Not so much time wise, but like it has to be like fast and right. that we gotta just do everything until he gets into his bed because if right. he doesn't, he's not going to sleep. Right. So, like, and plus he goes to school in the day. So, like, the school's tiring him out. So, he gets home and he falls asleep by what? 9.30? 8? Cool. Uh-huh. That's cool, right? No. Ever since this pandemic, this boy be sleeping whenever he wants to. Yep. Which I understand why. But it's like... Damn, it messed us up, It just bro. messed up everything. everything. Like, he used to sleep in his bed by himself. <laughs> he would do a bunch of stuff a lot. Now... It's like we have to reset again, mm-hmm. kind of. Right. And we still don't know how this is going to go. Yes. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that, I thought I had it. I'm still, I'm still hoping, like, right. because there's nothing else to do. I don't want to be like, ah, fuck it. Like, I can't do anything no more. Right. Like, I can't do that. Like, me personally, I just can't. Like, mm hmm. No, I'm still, I'm still trying. I'm still trying. Of course, mm-hmm. you always, you you always have to try. You can't give up. You think you got a handle? <sighs> Shit. <laughs> you look like she do. I I look like I do. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm definitely getting better. Mm-hmm. Cause during quarantine, I like I I still beat myself up because we were in quarantine for two months. I wasn't working. I was at home. Mm-hmm. but I really didn't do shit like now that I think back to it like yeah I was taking care of the kids taking care of the house but it was like I was home and I really didn't do anything to like improve myself or any like you know what I mean this like, whole thing but I know new no one knows how to handle it so. I know I know but so you know okay. you know me like my Capricorn ass I feel like I always gotta be working on something like yeah. I always have to be I productive know. or something do yeah. something but, like, so me now, like, now that I'm at work and then, you know, we have the podcast now and I'm trying to, um, trying to eat healthier and focus on that. And so there's a lot of different things that I'm trying to do better, I guess, or work on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm trying to find a good balance of all of them, but I still definitely feel overwhelmed, like, yeah. sometimes. I, and I feel like we both can't handle change well (laughs) at all so like of course like i said this came and smacked us in the face like crazy but i feel like also like another side of me is like this is life this is what happens yep so we could you know get the best of our abilities 
to get the best balance that we can, but it's not going to be a hundred percent. Right. So like, yeah, that's what's trying to make me go forward because boy, right. the other side of me is like, nah, like, no, because don't stop. Because being overwhelmed, like a lot of people don't even realize that they're overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but it comes out in many ways. It does. It really does. Because like I was, I was reading um, this article on good therapy, and it's I w- it, it was bringing up a lot of symptoms of emotional being emotionally overwhelmed, and it's like, damn, like some of these things you don't even realize it's coming from you being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. One of the things are like having like panic attacks Ooh. or just like kind of blowing up for, for, a little for little things. Like if something really small happens, like you oh. freaking like. That's me, y'all. <laughs> you, <laughs> That's me. Just very little things. Like mm-hmm. you, you left, you got everything and got the kids in the car and then you realize you left something in the house and you're like. Bro, that happened. Really mad. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and you like literally about to blow up over something, you know, that you feel like is kind of small. That could probably mean that you're feeling overwhelmed. Or like some people get like physically ill, like or fatigued. Like you literally just are exhausted. Like your like you feel like your body, like everything, you're just like, ugh, like all I want to do is just lay down or I just don't feel well. But there's nothing technically like wrong like you don't you don't have the flu or anything like that but you're just like your body is just like shutting down on you almost Mm -hmm. so that could be like another sign um having trouble focusing because when you feel overwhelmed is because you feel like there's so So much much to do and you can't Mm -hmm. get into everything so you're like you gotta do this thing you gotta do this exactly but then when you do that you can't focus on the one on one thing that you gotta do because you're focusing on on everything else and it's like it's it's hard for you to even complete like one of the things that you have to do because you're so overwhelmed and you're just thinking about all the other little things that you have to do yep it's like it's like, yeah, you're you're definitely overwhelmed. And, like, um, withdrawing from, like, your family and friends, like, because you're like, oh, I just have so much to do. I'm so tired all the time. You know, like, I just, I can't talk to my friends. Like, I don't have time to talk to my friends. I don't have time to talk to my family. You know, so you're, like, withdrawing yourself because you just feel like there's so much going on and so much to do that you don't have time mm-hmm. to reach out to the people who could probably help you yeah. with some of the things that are, that you're overwhelmed about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and then um, if your emotions you know, color your perception of the world. So, like, if you are going through something that's supposed to be, like, a happy moment, but you just cannot find it in your in you to, yeah. like, be happy for yourself. Yeah. It's, like, it might be because you're just so focused on everything else that you have to do and you're so overwhelmed that you can't even celebrate the things, you know, that are actually going well in your life. You kind of, like, are overlooking them or you're just like, damn, bro, like... Yeah, this is good, but there's also all these other things that are bad. <laughs> yeah, and that's, like, literally me. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, especially back in the day, I used to feel like this, like, worse. Before Xavier, or, well, within the past year or so, I used to feel like that. Like, you know, my life is not where I want it to be, and I'm always getting reminded by that by my lovely parents. So, like, it's, like, 
of course, they're telling me that it stresses me out all over again. It gets me overwhelmed. Like, oh, my God, I got to do this, 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 and this. Now, even though during the, uh, the pandemic and stuff, like, I'm still planning my life. Like, like I said last podcast, like, I want to start having another kid and all that stuff. You know, I want to have a bigger place. I want to have another car and all this stuff. So, like, we're taking baby steps to get there. And I know me, like, probably two years ago, we'll probably have a breakdown <laughs> because I'm like, I don't have, I don't have what I want right now. And it, it just takes time. It literally takes time to do all this. Um, feeling overwhelmed, like, sucks. But the ways to, like, um, manage it, like the things I do, mm-hmm. um, or when I notice, first, first when I notice is, like, uh, when I feel an overwhelmed, I start thinking like I have a bunch of things to do. That's when I start knowing. I'm like, why well, I'm worrying about like 20 things I got to do. <laughs> and I'm washing the dishes. Like, can I finish washing these dishes first? Yeah. Like, it's that. Another thing is when I'm overwhelmed, I get stressed. So when I get stressed, my stomach hurts. <laughs> and at first, I didn't notice that for a while. I'm like, is this a coincidence? Then no. Right. Like, my stomach be hurting. Like, it looked, I think like... I took, like, I ate, uh, what, ice cream, but I didn't. That's how it feels, like, mm. for my lactose intolerant people. You already <laughs> know. But that's how it feels. Like, then I'm like, damn, I'm really stressing out a lot because I'm making myself sick. <laughs> like, really. Yeah, literally. So, um, another thing is that I'm very snappy. Like, you need, you need to get this work. Come on. Come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Didn't you say you're going to do this? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Why are you not doing it? Like, like, my sense of urgency is, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I started to notice. Like, now, this year, that's when I noticed that. But before, yeah. I thought I was good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew I wasn't good, but, like, I, right. I didn't notice it. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. What about Got you? I mean, for me, when I'm overwhelmed, um... I try to figure out why I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Like, I'll I'll try to, like, list all the things I feel like I have to do. Like, why do I, like, why do I feel like I have a million things to do? Do I really have a million things to do? Like, genuinely, do I? Or am I just, like, you know, make it, I just feel like I have so much to do. So mm-hmm. I'll, like, make a mental list of, like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. I got to do that. Can I do all of these things today? No, maybe one of them I can. Okay, you do that one. I can do this one thing today and I can get it off the list and now the list is smaller. So I kind of got to like talk to myself and be like, first of all, figure out why you're overwhelmed and just check off one of the things. Like that's that's kind of what I, I try to do. Like I try to just check off one thing at a time so that my list of of the reasons why I'm feeling overwhelmed grows smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And of course, as a mom, things get added back onto that list (laughs) constantly. (laughs) But, you know, like, it's a good way to kind of, like, to kind of, like, calm yourself down and get a real handle of, you know, that feeling of being overwhelmed. Because there's always going to be something that you need to do, but you're only a human being you're only a person and you can't do everything at one time you have to do things one at a time you can't yeah. do too many things simultaneously yeah you don't have superpowers right you can't do that unfortunately even though 
people call us super mom all the time. No, like we're humans. So, so yeah, I just try to like, um, try to finish one thing at a time, you know, and try to remind myself that, you know, I don't have superpowers, so you can't, you can't do everything at one time and that's okay to, you know, do that. But I feel like a lot of people who feel overwhelmed, you know, they may not be able to handle it on their own. So I feel like it's okay to acknowledge that mm-hmm. and seek therapy if you really need it. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause being overwhelmed, it sounds like some, you know, it's so common that it's just like, you know, everybody is overwhelmed. Like but it's just another feeling, another emotion, but underlying thing. Exactly. Like yeah. it can be a byproduct of depression <laughs> or, or you know, like they can go hand in hand and it, it might be a symptom of something that's greater. Yeah. That you're going through that you may not even realize that you're going through. Yeah. So that's when, you know, you kind of got to look at yourself and the way you think and the way you handle things and be like, damn, do I need to go talk to somebody about this? And sometimes you might, and that's okay. (laughs) Like, it's fine. You know, like learning, learning how to manage being overwhelmed, especially as a mom, because like, like I said, moms know this feeling well of being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And even moms that have like really good support systems that have, you know, like, their their moms and husbands and friends and family and And everybody on their corner they can still feel like they got too much to do i also like saw like it's like a meme or instagram post and it was talking about um you know how moms always have to be on all the time Mm -hmm. like all the time like we gotta be 24 7 like we gotta know (laughs) kids stuff we gotta know their baby shows oh they're about to eat i know they're not gonna eat that so let's put this there like it's always we always got to be on yeah no matter what especially if our kids are around and let's say we're like i said i was doing my hair but xavier still was coming to me so now i have my ear out listening for him while i'm doing my hair instead of like trying to focus on doing that right which is kind of fun because whatever but and his dad was watching him so like every time xavier would be like you know whining or doing his usual like crying or something i'll go out there looking at his dad's with him like it's okay like go back so right. like like we're always happy we always have to be on and that yeah. sucks that that saying that uh being a mom is a 24-hour job it's like you go you go to work and then you come home to your other job yeah <laughs> like to your the, to the other work yeah. that's the work that you never clock out of you're literally always a mom and yes. you always are working being a mom so it is normal to feel like you're a little overwhelmed sometimes it's just finding you know the balance. the balance finding the balance and you know if you do feel like you are overwhelmed it's finding the healthy ways to manage that feeling mm-hmm. and you know by seeking therapy or by doing research online finding resources, reaching out to people, to friends, to family, you know, there are a lot of things that you can do, but you know, that overwhelming feeling, it doesn't have to be like a normal thing. And you're just like getting over it. Like you can, you can, you can, you know, take it and you can learn from it, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to be something that you go through all the time. So what's one thing 
that you manage yourself when you're overwhelmed? Um, what do you mean? Like, like, like what what's do I one, do? Like, what's the one thing, like, when you notice, like, what do you tell yourself to, like, calm yourself down a little bit? Oh, well, um... The listening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought I already talked about this. My bad. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna edit that part out because <laughs> <laughs> we already told y'all we tired. <laughs> well, that's funny. It's okay, she did. And I was listening. I'm like, oh, she do this? Damn, she's better than me. I was literally thinking about that. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Oh man. Well, one thing I do is I'm trying to meditate. And meditate. Oh, that's good. Like it works when I'm doing it. But it's like one thing I do, especially with my, um, Xavier, like if I'm meditating with him, I'll put two minutes and then he'll watch the timer and then I'm going to try to like focus on myself for those two minutes or five minutes and stuff. It's a little bit, but it works sometimes, especially if I'm trying to put him down to sleep and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And he does it with me like when I'm, okay, it's time to do this, meditate and he'll get my mat and he'll sit down with me for two minutes. That's all he gets. That's all I get though. Two minutes. Right. But, Maybe three, but you know, those are your two minutes. Yes. <laughs> and you get them to, to do your meditations, girl. It's a long time. Y'all think it's a long time. Two minutes be feeling like forever. Okay. <laughs> my bad. Oh my God. So, yeah, like if you're, if you feel like you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, definitely. Try to find ways to, you know, um, to work on it and to not let it overcome you because you don't have to make it a normal thing if you don't want to. Like, you, there are things that you can do to work on it. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like it's really a problem for you, like you're like you're physically ill or you like it's literally like deteriorating your mental health. Don't be afraid to reach out to people, even if you can't afford a therapist reach out to programs or just reach out to friends and family, talk to somebody about it, you know, like just Just try to get it out. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody that you know is going to be in your corner. Yes. Yes. Talk to somebody who you feel like would definitely be understanding and will listen and, you know, just not just try to like give you advice or, you know, play it down. Like who will genuinely listen to you and listen to your concerns and, you know, if you do want advice that they will give you, you know, some really good insight. And maybe even talk to other moms because, you know, they're going to be the ones who understand what you're going through mm-hmm. more than anybody else. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just find your community, you know. Community is key. Okay, uh-huh. so we're towards the end. And what we like to do <laughs> is to talk <laughs> about a few things that we're grateful for this week, which is also a good tip feeling overwhelmed facts yeah do that too any small thing yes so money um so this week i like finally finally decided to um make a change like health wise um in terms of like my eating habits and um well more so my eating habits but i mean health health in general um, because you know, like I haven't been eating the greatest and I'm not the healthiest person. So, <laughs> so I've been trying, like, I've been like, I've known that I had to make changes for a while. I just never 
found the motivation to actually do it. So I'm grateful for the fact that I finally found the motivation to do it. And I'm just like, yeah, like I'm doing it. I'm about to do this right now. I'm finally doing it. So, yeah, so that's one thing I'm grateful for, like that I'm actually able to do that for myself because this is going to be like a really yeah. good change for myself. And that's then, and it's going to be a good change for the girls too because, you know, the healthier I'm eating, the healthier they're eating. Yeah. So like it's like I'm really I'm actually really excited about this like proud, whole new thing. Happy. Thank you. I'm so happy. Um, there was another thing I was grateful for this week. What was it? Mommy. Mm, I'm grateful for my babies. I know y'all heard that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but I'm always grateful for them. And then um, I am. Grateful for what was I literally like? I have mom brain right now. I'm so freaking tired, guys. I should have wrote this down. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't have time. Oh my god! And um, the second thing that I am uh, grateful for this week is I was having like a rough week at uh, at work. Because I sell, like, bridal gowns. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, like, I make commissions. So, if I'm, like, not really selling, my commission is lower. And, obviously, I'm struggling financially. So, I need to sell, like, all the time. That's just, like, it's just, like, in the back of my mind. Like, every time I don't make a sale, it's, like, that's just money that I missed out on. So, it stresses me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not selling, like, back to back to back. Which I was doing, like, earlier this week or whatever. Um, so that was stressing me out, but then Saturday I actually had a pretty decent selling day. Like, you know, I sold some dresses. I have some girl, like some brides who are going to come back and buy from me. So, you know, like it was a good feeling, but it was like a more so a lesson for myself, like that I need to just, I need to not carry that stuff with me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if I am selling bad, I can't let it get me down because it's just gonna that energy is just gonna be around me and then I'm just gonna constantly not be you know what I mean like I need to just let it go let it roll off me and just have the confidence that I know that I'm gonna do it like every salesperson has a bad week and this is or a bad month or whatever and this was just my time but I just like kind of had like I kind of like sat myself down after Saturdays like after I was selling and stuff and like you did it like so don't beat yourself up about it so I was just kind of grateful that like I kind of like made that little that whole thing like a little lesson for myself to learn about like (laughs) because I'm still learning about selling like I'm not you know like I haven't been doing this that long so I'm still constantly learning but this was like a new lesson that I taught myself or I learned or whatever so I was really grateful for that yeah what about you um, well, I made another blanket. Yay! And Plug your Instagram, please. Oh, my Instagram is Juice Made This, just like it is Juice Made This. And what do you do, Juice Made This? <laughs> <laughs> well, I crochet. Um, I'm still in the process of making an actual business, and it's a lot of work. So don't listen to people when they're like, hey, start a small business, because that shit is hard work. You got to do LLCs and copyrights and a logos. A lot of shit. And a bunch of shit. And not only that, you got to make your product. Yep. <laughs> so, but she's really dope, guys. It's really you. good. Follow so, her on Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I made the blanket. It took me about a month or so to make. It could have took sooner, but, like, the time I have, like, we're talking about overwhelm. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, the time I have. Yes, ma'am. Yes, made in a month. 
and I got I sent it to the customer about almost two weeks ago and she loved it she's the blanket was so soft I love the blanket myself it's like this cute little star blanket and she loved it it was for her baby that's gonna be born pretty soon so like I was like in a hurry now I have another blanket I have to make for another baby's born there's another one of my friends a longtime friend and she's like just surprise me I just love it I just love it just make me one (laughs) just make me one I was like okay (laughs) I can't say no and then um I just got so inspired so I'm like making other stuff too like so I can't wait till I'm done with that um so I could hopefully I want to start selling in September and stuff but like I'm still getting stuff together and whatever I just want to yeah. make sure my stuff is just, yeah, take foundation time. is good yeah you got this I do have imposter syndrome so that <laughs> that really like bothers me so like I'm trying I know but slowly but if you guys want something you just you know shoot me a DM I'll at let you know Juice made this <laughs> as you made this <laughs> and another thing that made me happy this week is of course ang ang the last airbender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you watch? Oh, yeah, you did say you were reading Avatar, Avatar, the last okay. airbender. I'm not Aang, the last airbender. Jeez, what the hell? <laughs> but I love that show. I'm rewatching it, and I'm in season, end of season one right now. I'm taking my time. Yeah. I usually just rush through, but I'm taking yeah. my time because I just want to catch up all the small stuff, and I'm just a huge stan. I love that show. Y'all going to hear me talk about this show a lot. Like, <laughs> It's my show. And I also started watching Trinkets, which is a really good show on Netflix. It's like a cute teenage drama thing. And they, like, steal. And it's, like, it's like cute. Uh, it's not really cute, but it's, like, a teen drama type thing. And I like that. I finished it last night when I was finishing my hair. So, you guys can watch that, Trinkets. It's really cute. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. I need to find it. It's not cute, like... It's not cute, like, um that other Asian movie. The one with the Asian girl with the... It's like teen drama. It's like it gets a little serious, like uh, Degrassi, but like, mm. but it's it's like not that serious at the same time. It's like whatever. gotcha, because Degrassi was on another level, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Every other day they gotta go through something. <sighs> okay, <laughs> so we end. made it. We made it through. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's okay. We made it. We were so tired, but we did this for y'all because we love y'all. And yes. we could not miss an episode. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed. And um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Moms on Mental Health, and on Twitter, Mom H Pod. Um, and all of our streaming sites and uh, social medias are going to be in our link tree, in our bio, on both Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, we are on Apple. Um, so if you want to share the podcast. Yes, we are on Apple Podcasts. That's another thing both of us are good for. We're so happy. We're <laughs> finally on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to share it, you know, Apple Podcasts is like, I think, one of the most popular podcast streaming services. That so, and Spotify, or back, or one and of Spotify yeah, it's like, they're like up there. So we're on both. So we were really happy about that. So if you want to share the podcast, you know, you could just send our link tree bios to whoever and they can stream on whichever platform they want. Um, and, you know, we will, I guess, see you guys see next, next week. week. See y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>